Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn how I met your mother podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? Who, me? I'm, I'm, I am flying high today. We are about to record on one of my favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Noise. Noise. This one has always been one of my (laughs) top faves. Easy top five for me. Wow. I mean, it's a damn good episode, so uh, I I don't blame you there. This one here, I don't know why so much, but it's this one specifically. I just, I love the story. I love that it doesn't feel like an entire, like, you know, like some episodes just kind of like drag on. You're like, oh, that was definitely a half an hour episode. And other episodes, yeah. you're like, was that even half an hour? Yeah. And this one's one of those ones where I'm like, it did not feel like a half an hour. Oh, definitely not. So, uh, yeah, folks, as you can tell, we are doing season three, episode 12, No Tomorrow. That's right. It's the, uh, the classic that. <laughs> I don't you know, know what your hands episode did. Episode 12, and I go like this. <laughs> oh, not quite, man. Not quite. Oh, <laughs> You're shit. a little ahead Almost of yourself there. there. Yes, but this is the uh, the infamous St. Patrick's Day episode. No Great tomorrow. Uh, so this episode originally aired on March 17th of 2008, which oh, I thought was really cool. St. Patty's Day? Y- y- yeah. It aired right oh, on shit. on on the exact day that it, it set in, which doesn't happen very often. You no, know? so that's it's really ha- cool. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool, especially with the next episode coming uh, after this, which is like a whole fucking like jumble of time. You know what I mean? It's it's a fucking insane yeah. amount. Like it, it's it's crazy. Uh, but you know, this one, boom, right there at that time. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so this one directed, of course, by John's favorite. Pete no. Fry! <laughs> Gee, that's right. <laughs> Let's blow out the mics, everybody. It's Pamela Fryman all over his joint. <laughs> Dude, I heard my sex echo off your side. <laughs> uh, and written, of course, by the great Craig Thomas and Carter Bays. You know, they do some awesome stuff. I mean, it makes sense that this is one of your favorites because I feel like the best episodes are written by them. It's just the way it is. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. All right. So we the summary for this one. a list of all of their episodes and then rank their best. Ooh, how about we do that? Uh, we can do that like in between one of the seasons, just so when we have some time Hells off. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. So the summary for this one: Ted joins Barney in St. Patrick's Day festivities where he is pleased to find that doing bad things can be quite rewarding. Robin and Marshall don't know how to tell Lily something is wrong with the new apartment. All right. So before we even dive into the, to the episode, there was something about it that I thought was really interesting and wanted to note. And that is that they never once go to the bar in this episode. Oh shit. I don't think I'd actually thought about that. Yeah, because, I mean, they spend all the time either at the apartment or at the club. I mean, so they're already drinking and everything. Like, at least some of them are. Um, So, But, yeah, they not even at the end. They don't go to the bar at all in this episode. There's no McLarens. Wow. That's a rarity. No McLarens at all. All right. So this episode starts off future Ted telling his kids about St. Patrick's Day and how in 2008, Him and his friends had had enough of going out and partying, so Lily, Marshall, and Ted decide to stay home. Then, uh, while at the apartment, we see Lily, Marshall, and Ted relaxing, and Barney busts in in a full green suit, which I love this suit. I mean, it's not a bad suit. I agree with Lily, though. He definitely reminds me of the Riddler. Oh, yeah, 100%. Give him him a green hat. We're, We're down. Yeah. Uh, we have a purple sighting right away. Lily wearing a purple shirt here, you know, and she's about to have some uh, pretty bad time coming up here huh. in this episode. So uh, if, if anybody's you going to have the purple your shirt, skis, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> 
I mean, if anybody's going to be rocking the purple in this episode, it should probably be Lily. So, because I mean, I don't disagree with that. She yeah. really should end of this episode. Yeah. Okay. So Barney's trying to get the gang to go out to celebrate with him, obviously, but they, they you know, they're not having any of it. They don't want to go. Uh, and Bar- Barney, he just can't believe that they're refusing to go out. And he says, he has a line here that I, I don't know why it just tickled me. He said, That's so not Raven. Yeah. And when he says that too, I'm like, wow, way to date this episode. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so speaking of that, so Raven, uh, while I was doing my research, because I, I didn't watch the show that much really. Um, when that show was on, it was a little bit, I was a little bit past that. Um, the kid who plays Ted's son in the future apparently was yeah. a reoccurring character. Like had a recurring character on no way. That's so Raven. Yeah. No, I thought that really was really cool. yeah, I thought that was really neat. Uh like a neat little tie-in. All right. So Marshall and Lily's plan is to go to the new apartment for a board game night. Barney decides hang Yeah, hang a painting, which is the the painting that um Lily did in the duel episode that's the painting oh okay yeah uh barney decides he's just gonna go by himself he gets and he and he leaves and then marshall uh gets butt dialed by ted this becomes like a running thing and, and becomes really important at the end uh, of the episode uh and, <laughs> and i just love he like has a little conversation with ted's butt <laughs> before telling him that that's what it was I thought that well, was here, really cool. Here's, here's the thing that bugs me. So 2008, there were locks on cell phones. Why did not have his cell phone locked? Yeah, um, there there were, but there were also a lot that didn't have that. Because, like, that the iPhone true. had just come out the previous year. So, like, mm. on the type of phone that Ted had, I mean, shit, I remember I pocket dialed so many people back in the day. You know, because because his phone's not a flip phone. Remember that. That is true. So, like a flip phone, I just thought it was that funny. ain't gonna happen. That yeah. no, you're right. I just, I you're right though. I love the conversation though that Marshall has with his butt, and then Lily's like, he's like, well, in all fairness, I did, uh, I did pocket dial his butt earlier, and yeah. she's like, well, it took long enough to call you back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had some really good banter right there. Uh, and so then Ted gets a call from Barney in the cab. Uh, and he, you know, he's trying to convince him to come out. He's there with a couple of girls. Uh, and he he convinces Ted to come out because uh, essentially no Ted doesn't. Yeah, Ted doesn't want to hang out with boring Lillian Marshall. It's really what it is. Yeah, he's I still mean, in that. He's still in that phase from from the beginning of the season after after uh, everything that happened at the end of season two. He's still in that phase of I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do whatever I want right now and not care. Yep. You know, you know, because yep. it's, it's started with the butterfly tattoo, <clears throat> and it's interesting because it starts with that with that butterfly tattoo episode, and then it ends here in this episode, and that's his yep. path which I think is really interesting uh, because that episode and this episode are, are key episodes for his path to the mother. And I'll talk about that a little bit, you know, later on at the end, uh, what I mean by that. I can't wait to hear you deep dive this. Yeah. Uh, so future Ted then reveals that the mother was at this party that uh, Barney is, is getting <laughs> Ted to go to. Um <coughs> And we see her with the yellow umbrella. Uh, we don't see her face, oh, or anything, yeah. but but we see her. Um, and I'm going to have some things to say about that later on too, because it doesn't line up with when we see this episode again later on in the series. So, so let's talk about it right that- here then. Oh no, I, I have it in a very specific, very specific oh, okay. point in the show. 
Yeah. Okay. Because I br- I bring up something very specifically, uh, and then we'll dive into into all that stuff. Fair enough. Uh, so, so after the opener, we see Barney outside of the club, which is uh, aptly named Low Point, which I thought was cool. Is a is a nice I mean, name for it. Because I mean, it becomes Ted's Low Point. It, you know what I mean? It, it does, dude. So this I, is I a real Low like, Point hey, for Ted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he hits rock bottom, man. <laughs> uh, so Barney introduces Ted. Come, he comes up. He introduces uh, Ted to the dates, um, who both seem to be pretty interested in Ted. Yeah, Barney gets Barney gets jealous of him. Uh, Dude, and, and, so and, fast too. Yeah. I want the he hot just, one. He wants whoever Ted wants. He yep. just he, he yeah he he doesn't want Ted to have any sort of upper hand over him. Nope. Uh, yeah, so you know the line is really long. Of course, it's it's a holiday. It's St. Patrick's Day, big one of the biggest drinking you know days nights of the year. Uh, they so they go up to the bouncer to try to buy their way into the club, and they learn that they actually can't get in with the girls, which is typically the opposite when you're at. Oh club. yeah, because oh, there are 100%. too many girls. Yeah, there are too many girls in there as it is. So what do they decide to do? Ditch them and go for it. <laughs> yeah, man. Rock and roll. I love, so I, love, I was going to say, I love the, the conversation where, you know, Barney's like, oh, this hasn't happened since the dude's shortage of whatever, whatever. Uh-oh. And then he's like. It's it's a key date, John. 1883. Yeah, another 83 later on in the episode, if you notice, too. Yeah. Um there's there's one but, in the next episode too. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I love how Ted turns mm-hmm. to the bouncer and he's like, Listen, are the girls in there as hot as ours? And he's like, hotter? Eh. Drunker? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's you know, I'm like, Yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking back to all the years I bounced, and I'm like, mm. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it makes sense as to why they're just like, you know what? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's uh, just do it. Yeah. Uh, so then we switch over to uh, Marshall and Lily's apartment. Uh, and you know, Marshall carries Lily in. Uh, Robin's there with them. Lily's really excited to be there. She kind of oh, runs so off. Excited. Yeah, she runs off to see if the previous owners left anything which I thought was kind of a, a funny, like I would totally do that. Cause I think that'd be funny to, to find. Oh, I would totally do it too. But the mm-hmm. stuff they left behind, I feel like was such random stuff. It's true. Yeah. Um. So there's a little, I don't know if you noticed this when Marshall is carrying Lily into the apartment, he hums a song. Oh, it's no, the I same. Didn't. It's the same song that he sings in spoiler alert. When he's getting ready to do the laundry, it's his laundry song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. Cause they've done that kind of thing before where like oh, yeah. he'll hum something he's saying before, or like uh, there'll be like a ringtone of a song that Marshall's sang before. They, 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 they do this kind of stuff all the time. Um, so it's always fun oh, yeah. to catch those. Uh, then my, my favorite to a later. Oh, sorry. I was gonna no, say no, one go of my, my favorite throwbacks <laughs> is when uh when they do the throwback to murder murder train. Uh, oh yes, because like they do it with the dogs, and then there's a fight scene between Marshall and his brothers, and it's like oh, murder. Yeah. It's that's the Doug episode, right? Because they're because they're he's talking I, about how he so. he used to get into fights with his brother because nobody thinks that Marshall could fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they and they just fucking tear each other apart, dude. They're like fight clubbing and they're like, wham, hot go go breaks. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> I love that song. I love just randomly catching it <laughs> in the background of of just random episodes and stuff for whatever reason. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, so Mar- Marshall tries hanging the painting, but it's constantly hanging crooked. And he can't figure out why. But well, did you notice? Oh, sorry, what? no, go ahead. Did you notice that the camera when they're shooting is slightly crooked? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, especially um, once we learn everything, like, and then they the whole thing just <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's like even even before Marshall knows, it just doesn't like the apartment just doesn't feel right. Yeah, you know, it just wow. something does feel off, um, and Robin figures it out, and she figures out that the apartment is crooked, and dude, it's really crooked, like. Oh yeah. The speed at which that wine bottle rolls through that apartment, that was that thing fucking went fast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which means it's really uh, crooked. <laughs> well, and it, it's funny too, because like they make the the comment in this episode that it's gonna be costly to do to have yeah. fixed. Where the fuck did they come up with the money then? That I don't know. Marshall, you know, he freaks out about this, um, you know, because they spent. Can't tell Lily. All, yeah, he can't tell Lily, you know, because she'll freak out even harder. Um, and Lily runs like they hear her scream, th- assuming that she f- figured it out on her own. But that's not the case. She runs out because she f- is so excited that she found a skateboard and a Hungry Hungry Hippos game. Oh yeah, and then she goes into the kitchen and finds a, a free salad strainer that that the people left. All of which but the funny thing is play did, later on. Did you notice though that she sets down the skateboard up and it starts to roll, and Marshall stops yep. it with his foot? Yep. <laughs> the small little attention to detail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to know like what it was like to be on that set because they had to have built that set like that like crooked like that in order to do all this oh yeah like i'm I'm just curious like how difficult was it to like stand on that act on that set had to have been really really awkward unless it was all um angles of camera i mean maybe like everything was normal i just want to know how then they got the stuff to to roll like the way it did then magnets maybe it's i mean that's possible i mean there are different ways to make shit happen yeah i mean it's possible i feel like it would have just been way more fun to make to force them to act on a crooked set listen you this is one of those things you should tweet at carter and uh yeah craig i I definitely was was the set crooked or did they have to act it yeah i mean i i i sent uh carter a message about something in this episode, I never got, I haven't gotten a response yet. So, um, when I get to it, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that, but hopefully I'll get a, a response at some point and then I will, we'll address it again in, you know, on a future episode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so while Lily is out of the room, cause she, she, you know, she takes back off again to look for more stuff. Uh, Marshall tells Robin that they cannot tell Lily about nope. any of this. You're just gonna have gonna have to live with it. Uh, and so then we go back over to the club. Ted is realizing that doing bad things are resulting in good things happening, and he decides yep. he's gonna test it out. And he goes up to the bar and orders two bottles. Well, he starts off with one bottle of champagne uh, and charges it to a stranger's tab that he overhears somebody else using. Uh, Gorito, yeah. And uh, then he, you know, Barney, like, makes a noise. He kind of, he's like, dude. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Make it two bottles. Uh, and it's like, he, he's not holding back, man. Two bottles. And uh, two bottles. Yeah. Then a pretty hot girl named Ashley comes up and pinches him right on the ass because he's not wearing green. And she invites them over to join her and her friends because, as she puts it, They've got a uh, a big bottle of tequila and surprisingly deep belly buttons. So I, I got to pause here because, okay. you know, there are certain points where mm-hmm. like, you know, I know this was shot in 2008, but you know mm-hmm. how sometimes you get like a character in today's television series and you go, that person would be perfect in this scene of another show. Okay. Her name's Madison spelled with a Y <laughs> And it's not where you'd expect it. Imagine Dude, her absolutely. walking up to Ted Mosby in this episode. 
Dude, she would have fit perfectly into this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you watch Jersey Shore? Because I watch Jersey Shore. And that guy, that Polly D, is, like, so high. Ted's like, hi, I'm Ted. Hi, I'm Madison. That's spelled with a Y. It's not what you'd expect it. It's sad that I could 100% see her in this. <laughs> and I, I was love... saving that. I was like, man, I'm going to throw this at Josh. I love that that's where your mind went. I absolutely love that. Uh, I mean, every once in a while, I just I watch a show and I go, man, if I could just take a character and pluck them from the series they're in and throw them in a different episode of just a show, just to see how it would fuck with the show. And I feel for like those, in- for those of you out there who don't know what John is talking about, go watch She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> then you'll know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, but this is not a She-Hulk review show, so we're not going to dive into that. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that next. Maybe. We'll call our show uh, Avocados. Roasted <laughs> avocados. avocados. Yeah, because you remember Avocados is no, the no, word I, for I, lawyer. I, I remember. <laughs> uh, so they grab their champagne and apparently a complimentary ounce of caviar <laughs> Because yeah. they bought a, a caviar that they didn't have to walk away from the bar to get, so I would not trust it. Yeah, I don't know where exactly it was being kept. How oft? Like, do people really buy two bottles of of uh, champagne that often that you just have it ready to go at this place? Well, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't think that a dive bar would have complimentary. Ca- I don't think uh, it would be. I don't. I don't think it's a dive bar. You know, it's I mean, like it's got it's got nice like furniture and stuff. It's got like fancy bouncer and shit. Like I, I don't I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. I received my statement. It's not a dive yeah. bar, but still, how often are you selling two bottles of champagne back to back though? Yeah. That you have what... complimentary caviar that yeah. you don't have to walk away from your bar from because you can see them the whole time that Ted and Barney are talking. Well, they might just say it might just be in like a little mini fridge underneath the bar. You know so I don't mean? know if I would trust that. I mean, as long as it's in the fridge, I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> I'm granted, I'm not going to eat caviar. I, no thanks. I'm, I'll pass. How long, how long has it been in that fridge? That's the question. That's the question. Is how how long has it been in that fridge? <laughs> uh, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, Let me go explore uh, those deep navels in that bottle of tequila. Yes, sir. Uh, so then back over at the right here. Nice. Uh, so then back over at the apartment, Lily, Marshall, and Robin are playing the Hungry Hungry Hippos game. <laughs> but And Lily's constantly Lily. winning. Yes, she is. And she has no idea why. She's like, why do I keep no winning? No idea why. <laughs> I love Robin's I love excuse, it. though. You must have the hungriest, hungriest hippo. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she really doesn't want to lie about this. And so she's just, she's so reluctant to just keep the charade going. So she's just like, yeah, I guess you have, yeah, the hungriest, hungriest hippo. <laughs> well, which side of this argument are you on? Lie to her about it or tell her the truth? I mean, I totally understand uh, where Marshall's coming from. And I don't know if he thought, like, I'll figure something out. So, I like, I don't want to stress out my wife. I'll, I'll figure it out and fix get and fix it somehow, you know. Mm, but there's no way fair. he was gonna fix it somehow without her knowing. It's just that is true. Yeah, and I and and I just don't think that she would have not. I feel like eventually she would have figured it out, you know, even after the lie that they tell. <laughs> Which uh, it, it comes I, I don't right think up here. You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, because the painting nearly falls off the wall and Lily gets up. She's like, what is going on? And then her water bottle rolls away. She's like really confused. She's like, what is, what is going on here? And I I feel like she was about to figure it out. And Marshall jumps in with this story about a ghost in the apartment. (laughs) A Confederate ghost. Dude, the Confederate general ghost who, (laughs) and Robin with the, what, what what did it look like? Uh, a sheet with two eyes cut out uh, cut out of it. It's like really, Robin. Like, come on, you could have tried a little harder. Right. 
but Marshall's lie worked with it so well because as they're talking about it now it, it doesn't help to like make Lily feel okay about it but Lily comes up with the whole like essentially uh saying that he's a clan member and that's why it was a shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when, I, when she says that too she's like he was wearing a sheet marshall hello yeah, and i'm like yeah. i mean yeah yeah because Mar- yeah, marshall's like he loves people of all colors he was wearing a sheet marshall <laughs> yeah thanks robin yeah <laughs> uh, uh and so lily is uh like freaking out a little bit about all this the painting completely falls off the wall and it it scares her so badly that she just jumps into marshall's arms which i was like that was that was just a a a great moment because i feel like it could have it could have gone badly in any way like you know if she had missed the jump or he had missed the catch granted we don't know how many times that would have been hilarious (laughs) it would have But uh, so like she freaks out about uh, all of this and Robin, she just can't, she can't keep the lie going and she blurts out the truth and Lily then kind of breaks down about it and kind of freaks out about the floor being crooked and starts, starts crying. You know, this is exactly what Marshall was trying to avoid. So yeah. Uh, So then we, you know, we go back to the club and Ted tests out uh, his theory uh, on the girl that he's with, uh, Ashley, and it works. You know, uh, he's <laughs> he ha- is making a lot of headway with this girl. Uh, Barney pops up from the ground, or you know, out randomly out of nowhere after do, apparently doing a belly Spits shot off some, some random girl. Yep. <laughs> and then right before Ted and Ashley start making out, she tells him. That she is married. And it's like, oh man, Ted. <laughs> uh, like, and so I understood oh, where this episode was going. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. <clears throat> like, I can't really say much because I've, I've been in Ted's shoes, but like, yeah. Damn, Ted. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, a little bit later, uh, Ted heads up to the bar, uh, and he runs into a random girl. Uh, in so this scene is is the only part of this episode that sticks out odd to me. Okay, and I'll, I'm going to explain why. I, I have a I have a dive here. This is where some stuff okay. I'm going to talk about. So he he bumps into a random girl, and he says he apologizes. And she says something back to him. Now, I don't know how much you know about uh, like actors pay and things like that. But if you have a speaking role, you get paid more. Okay. So, so this girl got a pay bump for doing this scene that seemingly didn't need to be there. She didn't need to say it. Like They didn't need to have her speak. They didn't oh, even need okay. to have Ted bump into her. It was unnecessary, and they ended up paying this girl more. So, I have a theory, okay? What if this girl was meant to be the mother, but but without us being told that? Because we know Ooh. that she was there, okay? Yeah. My theory is that they planted this in there so that possibly they could bring it back later on as that was her the whole time. That's and he fair. Had, and he bumped into her. She was right there. <laughs> he was so close, had no idea. Now, um, I went back and I mean, because they, sh- they show the mother going into the club with her umbrella. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's let's check the clothing. Okay. Um, when she's outside, she's wearing a jacket, so you can't see her top. But they are both wearing blue jeans. Okay. Now that yes, I understand that that's a stretch. It's just a pair of pants. Okay. But again, 
combining that with the fact that they gave this random girl a speaking role and paid her more for this to seemingly do nothing with it. It, it, it's the only, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, however, they obviously change that. It, if that was their plan, they change it because in the, how your mother met me episode in season nine, where we go back and see where yeah. Tracy was and all those different moments. They, they show where she was that night and they, so she's talking to her friend outside the club, uh, her roommate that she goes with. And because I wrote the, I wrote the quote down. Um, her roommate uh, says, where is it? Uh, oh, okay. So it's, she says the love of your life could be could be in there waiting for you to bump into him, and if you're not in there, he could bump into someone else. And they show the scene of with Ted bumping into the other girl. Oh. but there's no there's no way that they 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 put that there so that six years later they could say, oh yeah, remember this scene that didn't actually mean anything. You know what I mean? But I think they just I think they just used they, it because it was there. Well, I was gonna say maybe that wasn't the original intent. Maybe the original intent was to have that chick be the mother or like that placeholder for the mother. Yeah. And then they capitalized on it by using that line. Yeah. You know, if you're not in there I right now, he's gonna bump into some random bitch. Bam, yeah. he bumps into some random bitch. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's what happened. The, there's one other issue though that I have. They break continuity here with like their own continuity. Tracy's not wearing jeans in that episode. She's wearing a dress. So they completely well, changed I mean, the outfit know. from what they showed us that she's wearing when she walks in to the club. In all fairness, though, if if they decided to change the placeholder. <laughs> Tracy wouldn't need to be wearing jeans. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they show oh, the mother yeah, with yeah. the umbrella and yeah, the woman right. with the uh, with the yellow umbrella is wearing a black leather jacket and blue jeans. Tracy is Wait, wearing... What's her roommate wearing, though? A what's red her roommate dress? wearing in the episode? Oh, red fair. dress, okay. yeah. Because I was going to say, well, if her, her roommate was at least wearing jeans, you could, like, argue the roommate was using the umbrella yeah. when they walked no, in. No, they... But yeah, yeah, no, they changed that. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, and so that's the question that I asked Carter: is is was she meant to be like that, like almost like an Easter egg for the mother? So we'll see Fair. if he if he responds back or not. Um, I I hope so. I think that'd be really cool to get an answer with that. But yeah, that's my theory on it, man. So I, I don't that's know. That's a good theory. I, I could be completely off base. What is you deep diving some shit? Yeah, it just, it stuck out to me as soon as it happened. I guess I just never really thought about it before, but, like, now that we've been doing the podcast, like, I pay way closer attention to a lot of things now. Yeah. And and it just, it, it stuck out to me to as really odd that they would do that. Because it, like I said, it doesn't do, there's no, it's it sets up nothing. Yeah. It's just yeah. there and gone. I mean, gone. literally nothing. Yeah. It's wow, like they bro. focus on this girl, they give her a line, they pay her more for it, and then they do nothing with it. And so it wow. was, yeah, it's weird. So, yeah. So that that's my little deep dive for that. <laughs> Look at you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So Ted uh, then talks to Barney about the possibility of his theory not holding up because uh, he's freaking out a little bit about this girl being married. And Barney lays out the three rules of cheating. One, it's not cheating if you're not the one who's married. Two, it's not cheating if her name has two adjacent vowels, which hers does. It's got two E's at the end. And three, it's not <coughs> cheating if she's from a different area code. Which at least that made, up to one other. I was say that made me think a road trip. <laughs> I was going to say, that at least matches up with the uh, theory of road trips. So I, I guess we can't yeah. be too sad. Yeah. 
because that one is uh, cheating if she's in a different area code, let alone a different state. Different state. Yeah, it's not cheating (laughs) if there's two girls because they. Well, that was I was gonna go there, but I was I was doing the. It's not cheating if there's two girls because they cancel cancel each each other other out. out. Yeah, if you're too drunk to remember it, it didn't happen. Therefore, it's not cheating. There you go. It's not cheating and- if you rub peanut butter all over your testicles and let your dog lick it off <laughs> because it's your dog. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> you get it? It's your dog. It's your dog. Ah, oh, folks, you should go out and rent Road Trip. It's a blast. It's a blasty blast. Who the fuck rents movies anymore? <laughs> you know what, man? I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Kids, back in the day. Kids! <laughs> there was a thing called a video <laughs> store. <laughs> Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Uh, I liked I liked Movie World, to be uh, honest with you. Oh, you would be a Movie World fan. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Corporate conglomerates. They had uh, a Kids. pretty awesome horror section. <laughs> Kids, for a second, we're going to imagine that drugs and alcohol, they're bad, okay? They're just they're bad for you. Okay. And this here is a clear example of what happens when you get high before you record a podcast. Hey, man, I would love to do a podcast high. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and me should get high one time and just record something. It doesn't have to be this show. Just something. I think it'd be awesome. Oh my god, dude, that'd be sick. <laughs> we would just be sitting laughing. I don't know what we would what we would talk about, but we'd find something, and it would be a good time. I have a feeling we would just record an entire like theorem of like stuff. <laughs> we yeah. would discover things we didn't even know. It would be awesome, and you would all love it. You know it. Don't don't even lie. If you want to see us get high as kites and record an episode of anything, you let us know in the comments somewhere. Yes, absolutely. All right, so back at the apartment, Marshall and Lily are discussing the slanted apartment and everything, slanted floor, and how they they think they can't live there. You know, there's no way they can live in this place. And, and Robin has an idea. Yeah, Robin has an idea. She sees that they need to have their minds taken off of this. You know, they're dwelling too much on it. So she asks Marshall to open the door. Yep. She grabs the salad strainer, puts it on her head, and she skateboards right on out of that. She sits on the skateboard, rolls right out the door, and they make a game out of it. Yep. I love that. It's a uh, indoor luge. Uh, something, something it's luge. A, a apartment roller luge. That's what it is. There's a Go funny ahead. thing about this, though. Did you notice, though, that when Robin does it, she goes to the kitchen, goes off screen, and a stunt double skates through. Oh, I honestly, I hadn't noticed that. Okay. Not Lily, though. She gets on. I mean, as, I mean, maybe I'd have oh, to go yeah. back and see if they if they cut that at all. But uh, she no, gets Lily, on that Lily sucker back. Goes straight to it. So they probably caught her. Out from from the outside, you know what I mean. The stunt double outside. probably crashed into a wall. Probably, you know what I mean. <laughs> like they're like, you get paid more for this wall. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, we get a quick little scene back at the club. Uh, the girl, so Ted's up at the bar, and, the, and Ashley uh, finds him, and. He he's voicing his concerns about everything, about you know her being married, and she just starts making out with him. And then a guy oh, yeah. grabs Ted from behind and says, "We have a problem." Ted thinks that it's her husband, but it's not. It's Rick Garrido, the very guy that he's been uh, he, he stole essentially from by charging to his tab. And, and clearly, uh, this dude is a Jerseyite. Oh yeah, <laughs> I we love just hear it in his accent. I love Barney in this scene. He's oh, like, yeah, he's Dude. like, hey, 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 and he just keeps walking by. Oh, <laughs> as yeah. soon as he sees the, like she sees the guy, he just pretends like he was not talking to him. He was talking to somebody. I mean, else. in all fairness, the dude's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and he just he just cold cocks fucking Ted right in the face, man. Knocks him right uh, out. But it's okay. So this is this is where things get shady for me because I'm like, I understand Ted did a very shady thing in this episode. He committed credit card fraud. Mm-hmm. But dude punches him in the face, and then Ted still drinks for free. Dude can still yeah. press charges on Ted. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I no, I hundred percent agree. Like, okay, but again, it's te- it's that whole theory of do bad things, good things happen. You know, it, it falls within that because on a normal day, you know, none of that good stuff would have happened to him. That is very very true. Yeah. And, you know, we have, I mean, we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but it's not until he listens to everything that it, it kind of clicks. For I mean, we're, we're, yeah. And we're pretty much at that point well, anyway. So like we can start talking. I was going to say, we're pretty much at that point where Marshall <laughs> yeah. sits him down. And Cause like, yeah. Cause we, we get back to Ted's him. apartment. Yeah. And, um, Ted's sitting there with Marshall and Marshall is, uh, really disappointed. And everything that Ted did, you know, the the, the credit card for uh, the the uh, making out with a marriage, mostly apparently the making out with a marriage. Um, Ted's got, you know, he's got his black eye and everything, and he's like relishing <laughs> in the awesomeness of the night. Uh, he thinks it was just a great night. And yeah, after I mean, he got in punched, all fairness, it was a great night for Ted. Yeah, you know. Uh, he talks about how after he got punched, the cops arrested the other guy. Yeah. And Ted got to drink for free for the rest of the night. And I agree with you. It's like any normal time frame. No, like you're probably going to jail, too, because, yeah, that's 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 theft. That's pro. I mean, I don't know how much those bottles cost. Uh, I'm going to assume to get the that complimentary caviar. They weren't cheap. Theoretically, depending on the amount, that could be like grand larceny, and he could go away for quite yeah. a while. I don't know, man. <coughs> Ted, Ted, Ted got real lucky uh, that night when it came to a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah so this is where the whole pocket dial thing comes back into play. And uh, Marshall plays for apparently 17 messages. We don't yeah. hear all of them, obviously, but 17 messages. <laughs> He wound up apparently uh, butt dialing. And uh, these messages reveal the true story of Ted's drunken night. And it was not nearly as glamorous as he thought. You know, he's he kind of just comes off like a douche throughout most of oh, the stuff that they show. Straight douche. Yeah. Just like the playback to how he has this night unravel for him mm-hmm. kind of mirrors the night that. Uh, Robin finds the Ted Mosby sex architect. Remember that episode? Oh, well, just Ted Ted Mosby architect, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sex architect. Um, rem- <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the architect episode where Barney's playing Ted yeah. kind of reminds me of that where, like, the play out and, like... Oh, yeah. I thought about then, that, too. And then, yeah. and then I loved that, like, so he hears it all and he's like, oh, man, oh, well, I lost my phone, so I'm going to go back to the club and at least look for my phone. Yeah. So he does, and, like, I know I'm jumping it a little bit, but I love how, like, he's searching. And I'm like, two things came to mind here. One, why the fuck was the club just left open where anybody could just walk in? Like, Yeah, I thought that, too. But, I mean, the only thing I could think of is, like, um the cleaning crew guy is there. And so maybe he just didn't lock the door behind himself or whatever. He's just maybe, in there cleaning maybe. the club out. Cause they show a guy in there cleaning. They do. They do. Yeah. But, but I was but, like, kind of, but he didn't say a word to Ted. True. So my thought is that this probably happens a lot after big parties probably. like that. People probably lose shit and come back all the time, so they're probably just like, whatever, just leave it open. Oh, <laughs> it's not a big probably. Deal. <laughs> um, so then I love that like Ted goes to leave, it's raining. He's yeah. like, uh, goes back inside, and that's when he finds the magical the umbrella. Yeah. Little yellow umbrella. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and but he never did find his phone. At least not that they showed never, us. In that, 
I thought about that too because I'm like, man, he never finds his phone though. So yeah. he, he had to replace his phone. Like, that yeah. shit sucks. Yeah. But yeah, so we finally he finally gets hold of the yellow umbrella. Uh, yep. And and then the episode ends with Barney waking up in a pile of trash. He dusts himself yes. off, heads home, saying he's he's like I'm awesome. He just and he walks. Out. I love though that this scene gets like I know that it's not not canon, you know, just because it's like that little like sliver before the end of the episode. But I love that it gets like recognized fully during the it's Rob and Tedder. They're talking at one point during something in the build up to hers and Barney's wedding, and they're looking for the lock of something. And she's like, you know, no, they're on the beach. Why were they on the beach though? I don't remember. But they were on the beach, and she's like, uh, Ted's like, yeah, remember, uh, uh, remember St. Patty's Day, two thousand eight. She goes, hey, he woke up in a. Oh no, because it was something about who had Barney slept with, and she's like, he's he's woken up with worse, and like Ted's like, oh yeah, the pile of trash, and she's like, I stand by though that he was only like a block from his apartment, and she, they referenced that whole little scene though, and I'm like, that's okay. great. Yeah, yeah, they do. A, yeah, they I know. Do I rambled in general. Up, sorry. They do a really good job in general of uh, kind of calling back to things like that, you know, and, and tying it into interesting in interesting ways. Um, so this is where I want to talk a little bit about Ted's journey. Uh, yes, from from the beginning of this season and everything. So, uh, Ted, you know, Ted, like I said, Ted's journey for uh, away from seeking for his soulmate. You know, where he decides he's done looking. He's just gonna he's just gonna have some fun. All that started at the beginning of the season with wait for it, the butterfly tattoo and everything. And it ends here. This is where he literally has his low point, like the club name is. He hits rock bottom. He realizes he can't do this anymore. Um and these two episodes, I think, are probably the two most important episodes for Ted in finding Tracy. Uh we talked about in a previous episode, it was in the the first episode of the season. Um, how the the tattoo is is a big thing that led him to finding Tracy because the tattoo leads him to Stella. Stella leads him to Tony. Tony leads yep. him to the to the the professor job at the university. Uh, the university job leads him to meeting Cindy. Cindy leads him to Ted hiring uh, Tracy's band for the wedding. Yeah. So the tattoo gets Tracy to the wedding. Okay. But then this episode shows that Ted, you know, needs to get more serious. It's, and it's the episode that he finds the yellow umbrella, which the yellow umbrella, he eventually leaves at Cindy's place. Yeah. Which, you know, is also Tracy's place at that point because they're roommates at the time. Yeah. And it's because of that, she has that umbrella when she goes to the wedding. And it's because of the umbrella, that's what catches Ted's eye at the train station. I don't think he would have necessarily even paid any attention to her if not for the umbrella. I think huh. it's the umbrella that caught his eye and made him just kind of like kind of zone in on her in, in that moment. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. So these two episodes, man, are like pivotal, key pivotal moments, you know, for shit. That kind of blew journey. my mind. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it all just kind of makes its way from there. So Good stuff. Making its way downtown, walking fast, faces <laughs> passing its homebound. But yeah, folks, uh, that is season three, episode 12. No tomorrow. Uh, John, you got any final thoughts about the episode? No, not really. I like this episode, though. Like, this is one of my favorite. Uh, I I just love this episode for everything it is. The All the banter between, like, Marshall, Lily, Robin. I love Ted essentially being Barney for the night. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I love, I love Mr. Greedo being all 
Apparently, I've been paying for your booze all, all night. <laughs> yes, and then, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I really love Barney being like, hey, hey. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his... <laughs> His reaction is just is so good. He has such so, such good stuff throughout the episode. Uh, it's it's just it's fantastic. Oh, he does. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, it is that time. The episode is done, but our episode is not done because we still have no 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 Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. That's right. All right, and so. We are finally back to episodes that have uh, their own blog <laughs> yeah, yeah. contained to them. Uh, and I can so only imagine this... the episode that he's this blog for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Okay. So this blog is titled St. Barney's Day. Yeah. Oh, God. The Barnacle right. Stone. That's right. So it goes They say Christmas only comes once a year. I guess someone forgot to tell St. Patrick. You see, next to Halloween, Mardi Gras, and that depressing two-week window in late December when everyone feels lonely and desperate, there is no better time for a gentleman to go out carousing for carousing than St. Patty's Day. That's the only time of the year anyone can get into bars and you can score with a 17-year-old and not get arrested for it. Like, really, wow. Barney? Come on. Jeez. Wow. Like, like I know he... he he doesn't like to go over a certain age, but Barney, you got to keep it above a certain age, man. Like, come on. Uh, the alcohol flows like the swiftest Irish spring. Chicks wear skimpy green outfits to commemorate the destitute uh, emigres. I'm not sure if I pronounced that word right. Of the potato famine. And even amateur pickup lines like, kiss me, I'm Irish. I want to shamrock your body. And baby... <laughs> And baby, I can banish your banish my snakes uh, are surprisingly effective. I'm sorry, baby, you can banish my snakes are surprisingly effective. Fair enough. But be, yeah, but beyond the joy of sharing several rabid moments with complete strangers you'll never see again, St. Paddy's Day is also a celebration of the may, many Irish innovations we enjoy the world over, such as redheads violence, and of course, the limerick. Here are some limericks I have been crafting over the course of the last few minutes. Look for them in my forthcoming anthology of poems, A Stinson for a Dream. All right. <laughs> Can't wait to hear these. Okay. There once was a well-dressed man who made a young lady a fan. She gave him her number. He said pipe like a... He laid pipe like a plumber. Then before she awoke, he ran. Okay. All right. The next one is uh, all the fair lasses kept staring at a lad in the tavern McLaren. They fought for hit for they fought for this stud in their bras and the mud. Must be that pinstripe he's wearing. All right. Then we got there was a young lass from Killarney. Who promised a gentleman named Arnie that she that she only was his, though a fat lie this is, because last night she was screaming, "Oh Barney!" I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, uh, we got two more here. We got a man in a sharp navy blazer, clearly hand tailored by Razor, went on a roll, captured his goal, and never got tagged by a laser. A little, little laser tag, little laser tag one there, and then the last one. I was in love with a chick named Pam, who showed me pics of her fam. Pretty cute cat, but her mom was fat, so I dumped her that night on the tram. <laughs> Fucking love limericks, man. What is your so favorite you limerick? Go. Oh, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering those things. My dad used to tell me crazy ones all the time. And I wish I could remember mo you know, the ones that he used to tell me all the time. There was, I'm sure was you got something. Leeds who swallowed a package of seeds. An acre of grass grew out his ass and his balls were covered in weeds. 
That's a good one. Yeah, you've definitely told me that one before. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's obviously the man from Nantucket whose yeah. cock was so long he could suck it. Yeah. And I honestly don't know how it ends. That's I think I that's the remember. only part of it that I, yeah, it's the only part we know. <laughs> uh, so he said with a grin as he wiped off my chin. If Yeah. Something about fucking if, something, I know, but something was something, I'd fuck it. Like I don't yeah, I don't yeah. know what the last line is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, there we go. Limericks, folks, head on over to last call, H-I-M-Y-M on Twitter, and let us know your favorite limerick. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite limerick, yo? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> since we're talking St. Patty's Day, before we end this episode and do our normal like pat down on everything, what's your fondest St. Patty's Day memory. Because I know oh, me yeah. and you have thrown back a few St. Patty's Days. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> I mean, I remember once my favorite memory of St. Patrick's Day for us is uh <laughs> when we had to go to work that next day. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to work 6 a.m. You know, uh, I had to open up. Uh, we worked at, a, you know, oh, God. I'll say it. We worked at Dollar General. I don't care. We don't work there anymore. Uh, and we had to open and we were out. What we I think we went to bed at three thirty in the morning and had to be to work at six. Oh, yeah. Now, right before that, I had literally thrown up all over his kitchen. <laughs> So I had to clean all that up before I could go to bed, obviously. <laughs> and I was still fucking drunk as shit. And I know oh, we yeah. were still drunk when we went to work. <laughs> I remember just getting to work and putting on a pot of coffee, which was just for me because you don't yeah. drink coffee. Yep. And I was like, yep. we had planners to do. We had mm-hmm. freight to get out. We had so much yeah. shit to do that day. Luckily, the store was still closed for like two hours um, while we were there. So we had a little bit of time to, you know, be less drunk by the time the store opened. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, man, that was, a, that was a good time. That was a good time. There was also the time we went to uh, the Calzone shop on St. Paddy's Day. I still got a picture of that. that was, I don't honestly remember that what else we did that night. I just remember the Calzone. <laughs> That's all I remember. From I mean, night. the calzones were pretty bomb. Yeah. That was one of the nights Sherry went with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. At last call, H-I-M-Y-M. Let us know your favorite St. Patrick's Day memories. Uh, we'd love to, to share in the, sharing it. You know, I'm sure there's some, some funny oh, yeah. ones, some crazy ones. We want to hear it. Uh, let us know. But, uh all right, John, I think that about uh, wraps everything up. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the internet? Listen, we went long enough for this episode, so I ain't going to bore them with details. You know where to find me on Twitter, Simply Saint J1. You want to know what's there? Go look it up yourself. Yeah, all right. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. That is a Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching on the American Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell. And find that fucking bell wherever the fuck it is. Wherever the fuck it is, you tell me, and I'll smash it for you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, you can head over to anchor.fm slash last call, H-I-M-Y-M, and leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. You know, you can uh, you can tell us one of those stories right there on the voice message. We'll play it on air and talk about it. It'd be really cool. If, uh, oh, yeah. if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening on Apple uh, <laughs> Podcasts, you can leave us a five star review if you like what you're hearing, and we will read it out on air as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Last Call H I M Y M. That's you know that's where we are. That's our handle for any of the places that we are. So be sure to do that. Uh, and I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Don't be a square. You don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. All right. Catch you next time.